Live from Studio Breezy, we're back. Hey, hearing that intro music never gets old. I know. And you know what also doesn't get old? Talking to you a second time this week. Yeah, I just got chills thinking about it. So good. We are here at Studio Breezy. We are here with Mix and Toby again. So hopefully they provide very few to no interruptions. And Smitty, what are we talking about today? Uh, What aren't we talking about today? Absolutely a good question. It's a news catch-up pod. Yes, it is. So one thing we we haven't done, we've done a few um, How to Be a Soccer Nerd podcast episodes. We uh, did a interview with assistant coach Chris Nugent, which you can find in the feed. Uh, we did a player interview, which you will see shortly. Um, probably you'll hear this one first. And then, yeah, we really haven't caught up on new stuff. Like there's been a schedule announcement. There's been a league announcement for the women's team. There's been all sorts of stuff we haven't talked mm-hmm. about. And there's been some player announcements for the men's team. So a lot of player announcements. And, you know, hopefully there'll be a uh, women's soccer coach announcement after we record this and we'll miss out <laughs> on it. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, just a good excuse to do another podcast. Exactly. But let's let's get straight into some news. Probably the biggest news that we haven't talked about yet. Actually, definitely the biggest news we haven't talked about yet. CFC has a home for our women's first team, and that's the WPSL. Yes, exciting. Smitty, can you tell me anything about the WPSL? Yes, there are. It's the oldest, longest running women's league. Yeah, it's the longest running one in American soccer history, I think. Yeah, according to the WPSL website. Yeah, 23 seasons. Yeah. Sick. It's great. It's like there's over 100 teams. MPSL vibes in a good way, not the bad MPSL vibes. Correct. Yes. Like remember the good days, like 2014, 2015. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love a title run. That'd be uh, nice, right? Uh, it'd be really good. Uh, so, yeah, 100 plus teams. I think we saw the total 135 when we were reading through. Um, four different conferences, or sorry, four different regions, right? Similar to the MPSL. Mm-hmm. Um where did we, I wrote them down here? East, South, Central, and West. I would imagine, and I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine the regions will play some sort of regional playoffs after the season, as the season wraps up, and then the regions would then play each other, mm-hmm. and then they would kind of wrap up from there, just like the old MPSL. Yeah. Uh, Southeastern Conference. Tell me a little about who, about who we're going to play. So we have four teams besides us. That are in there. And the really cool thing is they're all very local. So excited. Yes, very. So we've got Alabama FC, who are located in Birmingham. We've got the Nashville Rhythm, that are located in Nashville, I'm assuming. Oh, whoa. Easy with the uh, yeah with the predictions. That, no, I, I think that's probably fair. Watch yeah. them be in Antioch or something. I'm so good at geology. Uh, call, me, call me producer J, number two. Um, <laughs> North Alabama... SC, which stands for Soccer Club, that's in Huntsville. And I think, uh, folks, if that sounds familiar, we the, our men's team played a, a friendly against their uh, men's team last season. Yes, we went down. A bunch of us went down there and uh, hung out and watched uh, three. That's the game that the three academy men's academy players got debuts in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Beretta, Angel Hurtado, and uh, Ricky Bahena all got debuts in that game. Yeah, it's a fun game too. Didn't Marcus have a hat trick or he scored? No, I think he came on. Marcus actually missed a penalty. Um, That's in that right. Game. That's uh, right. We we still we won that game. Tate had a chip over the top that was just nasty. I think we only only ended up winning two nothing, maybe. But it could have been. It should have and could have and should have been much worse. It was. Yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. It was a really fun road trip. We that was the one close road trip that we had that them and the Georgia Revs mm-hmm. last year for the men's team. So I'm really excited to have. Um, 
and I know you have a couple more to talk about here, or another team to talk about here, but that's the first three games. They're all within two hours. Yep. And included in that two-hour radius is Knoxville, um, who host the Tennessee Force FC. I wonder, you know, it used to be the Knoxville Force, right, back in yeah. the day. I wonder if there's some an old affiliation there or some old whatevers. Mm-hmm. Like, unless there's some, like, Knoxville thing with Force, like, I wonder if it's some of the same people and they're just, just a nod to the past or something. I don't know, because Force and Volunteer don't necessarily, like, they're not the same. <laughs> they don't match, do they? They, they don't. Volun- so. Voluntold? <laughs> Vol- uh, <laughs> I uh, I wonder, it's it's not the same logo. You know, we, I looked at the logos here, and it's not the same logo as the um, as the ones from before. So I'm very interested to see who, uh, yeah, who, who comes out of that. I think, or who, or like, which teams come out of that and be are really strong. Like, those... None of them have logos that I recognize. Um, the Nashville Rhythm, I think, were this are probably the same Nashville Rhythm from when we were last in the WPSL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't believe North Alabama was in there. At least if they were, I, I don't think I made that road trip. But it's I don't think they were in there. Um, pretty sure Alabama FC wasn't. I think they came later. And Tennessee Force, it definitely was a different logo. If they had an Ox, I think there was a different Knoxville team. Pretty sure it was the Knoxville Force. Or the Knoxville Lady Force or some something. And yeah, thank God it's not the CFC Lady f- whatever. Glad <laughs> they didn't do that. Also, sick, the super sick uh, new logo. So it's not a different logo. It's just the yep. inverted color logo for the it's women's team. so cool. It's like I would never have thought to do that. Had you told me you were going to do that, I would have been like, eh, I don't think it's a good idea. Just do the same logo. Yeah. And then they did it. No one asked me, obviously. And then... Now that I see it and I've heard about it and whatever else, it's fucking brilliant. Like, it's yeah. perfect. I've got the logo as a sticker on my oh, look at uh, that. water bottle. Where'd you snag that? Uh, Shelly gave me one. Shelly. And when she- Hook a g- brother up. Uh, right? Um, all Andrews are created equal. Um, Apparently not in the eyes so of Shelly. But I asked uh, asked Shelly, Shelly Ayers, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, and I was like, why do we need a different logo? Um, cause it was, it was a little bit confusing to me. Um, and she's like, you know, we want our own individuality. Um, but also, you know, we don't need something completely different. I'm like, I completely support that. And it's sick too. Yeah. It's one of, and like, it's just like, and also you could see in the, I could imagine in the future, I'm not suggesting the club will do this or won't do this, but you could see in the future if they didn't want to keep them separate, like men, you could see the men's team wearing that, that logo at some point and the women's team wearing the darker blue logo and it not being weird. Like yeah. I, it sounds like they're going to keep them separate for and whatever else. It's just like a distinguishing factor, but I wouldn't have, I don't think you'd have a problem with, I don't think the general public would be like, Oh, that's the women's logo. Or, oh, that's the men's logo. I feel like it's just a secondary, like not, not even secondary, just a separate like iteration of the same logo. And I, you know, there's no difference in team name. There's no lady whatevers. There's yeah. no something, something women. Like it's CFC women only for the ease of referring to them. But like it's the CFC women's team and the CFC men's team. Like, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very happy with how that went. And I'm, I'm glad no one asked me because I would have been wrong. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited about. Also, it. I, th- I think the, the merch w- is going to look sick too. A, a bunch of it. I've only seen the hoodies, which those are from the pictures. But those, I saw one in person the other day. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. I also think that uh, I can't wait to see what Smo hook, uh, cooks up. Yeah, I, I think that there will be a lot of merch with that new, because that new logo is going to pop on different colors, going to pop on mm-hmm. different things. So, yeah, I, I expect that I'll be buying and spending stupid money on more merch. And it doesn't have to be a t-shirt with, like, you know, the classic 
logo and women under it to Correct. differentiate. Yeah, it's just, just it's just, just the blue automatic. logo. Yeah, the light blue logo differentiation. Yeah, and that, and again, I would have been wrong on it, so I'm glad they didn't ask me. Um, so we asked Jeremy uh, at the social hour the other night, "Have we hired a coach yet?" I shouldn't say we. I asked him. We asked. <laughs> I asked him for everybody. We were all in like a kind of a circle, and he was doing talking. the Lord's work. Yeah, I mean, someone. I think someone else probably would have asked, but he said, "Are there any questions?" And I wanted to know. He said we have not. Um, that made me sad. There were. I know they're working on. It. He said that they were down to three finalists, and one of those finalists dropped out, and so they're working with the other two and. Um, I don't know why they dropped out. You know, I don't know where they had gotten to, but you know, they're down to two apparently. So I don't know. I'm very, very nervous about no head coach. I, I said, I've said a lot of times. And one of the reasons we haven't talked about it a lot on this podcast is I'm, I've been burned before. And mm-hmm. like, until you hire a coach, it's not real. I realize now we're selling, we're selling season tickets. We've debuted the, uh, the league and the league announcements out there. They've debuted the new, um, identity quote unquote. So like I, I, it's real now, but like now we're, I feel like we're way behind. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Um, I, I hope not. When, when does the season start? Um, they haven't announced anything yet. They're, they're saying it's going to come out soon. At least if it has come out, um, it will have come out between, well, let's just actually, let's just Google real quick and make sure they haven't like announced it today, but I believe they have not announced anything yet, but May and May, June, July, just like the old MPSL used to be, but it'll be concentrated in May and June. Okay. So here's my fear. Like the ticket op, our ticketing folks are going to know how to sell tickets. Mm -hmm. Our ops people are going to know how to run ops. Yep. Like uh, all of the club stuff will be far ahead of where they would be normally because it's just people either doing different roles or, but in the same organization or people doing their same roles. So I'm not worried about that stuff. What I am worried about is on the technical side. If you're recruiting players yeah, and, and if you're an aspiring soccer player and you're, you know, in college, you're going to know where you're going. Like you want to know early. You're not going to sit around waiting. Like most of the really good soccer players are going to have picked their spots. So if, if we, I don't want to end up with a bunch of soccer players who we were just what was left over. Because we, this is, should be a destination for for men's and women's players alike. But at the now at the amateur level with an elite women's collegiate team, like mostly collegiate players, most likely, like we should be getting the best of the best, the cream of the crop. Yeah. And if you're not like the cream of the crop, is going to have their choice made long before everyone else does because they're going to have people banging down their door, going, "Hey, hey, come come play this summer with us. Come play mm-hmm. this summer with us." And w- maybe we are. I guess it's possible we're hiring a coach. We're in the middle of hiring several coaches that would get hired somewhere else. So those players maybe have, or those coaches yeah. have connections to players. Right. That's, that's what my hope is. I, I just don't buy that, man. I don't buy that's likely. So if you, yeah, if you I don't know. Um, I mean, you think the net, like the Nashville, the Nash, the Tennessee force, the Alabama or yeah, Tennessee force FC, like assuming they played last year, which I don't even know if they played cause I haven't played, paid attention to WPSL since we left. Right. But if they played last year, I guarantee you, if they have the same coach, that coach has been talking to players and figuring out stuff already. And I just find it hard to believe we will be ahead of the recruiting game and that there will be, you know, girls just waiting around going, I, I don't know where I'm going to go this summer because Chattanooga might come on the market and I, I might want to go to Chattanooga. Like, I just can't imagine that's the case. Yeah, true. So I'm just, I'm nervous about that. Also, I want to win games, it's, bro. It's amateur. You can change your mind. Uh, okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and 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 to be the devil's advocate as well, I would rather sacrifice the first season and possibly some re- um, picking up a couple of recruits just to have the right person in the role. So hopefully, due diligence is the reason that we um, don't have that person. 
yet, um, but it will be the right person for the long term. I believe, I believe that it is much more important to get the right person than it is to get that person a person in early. Mm -hmm. So I'm not criticizing the due diligence that's being done. I believe that the club is doing all of the right things to make sure they get the right person. And that is, of course, much more important, right? Whether it's the right kind of culture on and off the field to making sure people are protected. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've seen some un shit you would not believe in women's soccer in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and so you wouldn't, you wouldn't do this without doing the utmost due diligence. And I'm sure they're, I, I'm assuming that's exactly why it's taking so long. They're doing probably extra due diligence, due diligence now, but that sucks. Mm -hmm. Because it's putting us behind, and this I believe this hire should have been done months ago for us to be thriving late season one. And I don't want to season one of Chattanooga Football Club women's team like the return shouldn't be we are not good, like we are it should be we are very, very good, hit the ground running. I don't want to rebuild year year one. We already had our rebuild year in the men's team last year. Fuck that shit, man. Mm -hmm. Let's not do that again. Uh, Smitty's, Smitty is now getting the full Toby experience that Nick got last week. Just crawled right up on his chest. Just put his nose inches away from his nose. He's a he's a lover. He is. He just wants you to know how much he loves you. Look at those. And he, and he loves you a lot. A lot. Licks. Well, he will clean out your nose with his tongue. He will give you a col he'll give you not colonoscopy. So what's the right <laughs> what's the right word? Uh, tonsiloscopy. What's the clean out your tonsils? There's a, there's a word. There's, I don't know. There's an oscopy word I'm missing there, but that's that was a. That was good. So yeah, uh, other than that, I I can't wait. The set I think the setup's going well. The club's going to be prepared. The game day mm -hmm. experience is going to be hopefully better than it's ever been, and it better be on par with the men's game. I realize if you have smaller crowds, less stuff will be open. That's just normal. Yeah. But it better be on par with the men's. And I I think that that's the commitment there. So let's go get a coach, guys. Let's mm -hmm. let's yeah, rock. Sure. Let's rock and roll. Now let's pivot a little bit. We we talked about we talked about a two hour radius for all of the teams. I cannot wait for road trips. Jesus Christ. Um, road trips are... I'm not going to say they're better than home games, but road trips are fun as shit. And it's a great way... Um, we were talking about this a little bit before the pod. It's a great way to build community. Because you get so much... You know, if, if you take a bus, you're stuck in a bus with, you know, with a group of people maybe you don't even know. Um, but I've made friends that way, or you, um, really good friends with Sean Weldon, who, um, we randomly like picked up to carpool, um, going, yeah. where did, I forget where we went to, but it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Sean became one of our guys, played on our, mm -hmm. played on our um, Iron Horse team on Tuesday nights, like played a little bit on Sundays, like just awesome dude. Yeah. Awesome dude. And I, I, like I we miss Nashville. you, Sean. Might have been Nashville. I don't remember where it was, but I, I, yeah, we, there are. I, I, th I told you this before the pod, but I'll, I, I may have told the story in the pod, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself for folks. But my third ever game was Knoxville away, Knoxville Force. Sounds like it's not the same logo, but it sounds a lot like Tennessee Force. And uh, I went to the fir a first home game, second that was Nashville at home, Nashville FC at home. We played, uh, we drew. It was the only time we ever drew in history to Nashville FC. We beat them every other time. Um, I think it was one yeah. one or two two. And then that was really fun. It was my first ever game in person. And then the next game was Atlanta Silverbacks uh, Open Cup, I believe. And we lost that game. It was in the pouring down rain. I'm pretty sure it was Open Cup. Anyway, regardless, it was the next game. 
Yeah, Open Cup was when, when we got smashed by Silver. Bikes. I think it was 5 nothing in the rain, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But that also could have been the next year. It all runs kind of together. But still, it was a Silverbacks in that second game. Third game was Knoxville Force away, and I was I was hooked by on those first two games, but I hadn't really met anybody, to be honest. And I don't know like how many listeners of the pod feel this way, but at the time, I was like, even though I'm a super outgoing person, I was like, ah, like I don't really know people. Like I don't know how... like. Go- you could walk up to people and like tap them on the shoulder from behind and be like, right. excuse me, guy in front of me. My name's Andrew. What's your <laughs> name? But then like, you're that guy. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think people would have re- actually reacted really well because people are really cool in the, like in the Chattahooligan section. But I just, it was, that was Alcohol too much helps. for me. It does. And I was not drinking, uh, I don't think the, like heavily those first two games. So I didn't, I didn't do it. Um, but I, I went away for this game and didn't know anybody. I grabbed a friend, um, Ella, and my friend Jeff McCray, who you know, and I jumped in the car and we saw on Facebook that um, somebody from the Chattahooligans posted, maybe Galen posted, maybe the Chattahooligans posted, I don't remember. And they said, we need drums. We don't have any drums uh, going to this game, so please bring drums if you have them. So we grabbed two toms. Jeff and I both used to play the drums. He grabbed a floor tom and her other tom. We threw guitar straps on them. Uh, I took, I, I grabbed one, like I, I grabbed some sticks, like we both went and we threw those in the car and when we got to the stadium, we just walked in with the drums, bought tickets, whatever. And like, we walked up and we're like, Hey, we're here with you guys. And they were just like, Oh, Oh, holy shit, man. Uh, I'm this person and you're that person. And this is this person. Like everybody's introduced each other. And then we were just like family from then on, Mm -hmm. like from then on, I knew, I knew 20 or 30 people, 40 people, whatever, however many people were there. I don't remember, but it was a chunk of people. And I knew pretty much all of them. And from then on, I knew all of them for life. I still know those people. Yeah. And, like that's a different connection that away game. It's a different atmosphere. And, and I, I very much resonate with what, exactly what you said, which is they're not better, but in some ways they are, they're just, they're different. Like there's some ways they're not as good, but they're better in some ways too. And they're, mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to roll into some women's games, outnumbering the home fans. Like yeah. we used to do in the old school men's days. Like yeah. it's going to be a refreshing, refreshing time. And I can't wait. Yeah. Also home games are really hard work. Yes. Um, whether whether you are whether you have a lot of responsibility within the Chattanooga uh, Chattahooligans or not, um, because we don't like we have a really good time, but we are very focused on providing as much experience as possible for the players on the field and having the biggest impact we can on the opposing team and our own team. Right, which means we need to be a lot more organized. Organization does not matter near as much on road games and we'll ad lib some random shit. We'll get silly. Make fun of how little hair the coach has on the opposing team or how tight someone's jeans are. Or why they're not selling us beer. Exactly. Um so it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Also, this is huge. There's been a lot I would imagine there's a lot of new CFC fans that have that have um come over the last couple of years and we've been in a pandemic. So a lot of people don't know people or you've just forgotten people or our men's team didn't have any close, close road games. Yeah. So you haven't been to a road game yet. Yeah. So this is, this will be a really good opportunity for that. Also, if you can meet people just as well at home games, you just got to yeah. walk up to the tailgate, which we should be having tailgates again. We'll be, they'll be back. Uh, pandemic uh, permitting and, just walk up to a tailgate and yell whether you brought beer or not. Just yell, hey, does anybody have a beer? 
and you will meet a well, million people. And if you want to meet more people, walk up with and say, I have beer. <laughs> <laughs> There's the secret. Or you can be George Whitman and walk around with a bottle of liquor and offer, want some? Want some? Um, I love that, man. Yeah, it's not quite COVID friendly, so yeah, maybe don't, don't do, do that. that maybe don't do that in a pandemic. But uh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait for those games. Also, Tailgates will be back. Um, I, I don't know that it will be the big production that it was before, which is honestly fine. Um, people people get burned out. People have jobs and stuff they have to do. Here's the thing. Tailgates are fucking awesome no matter how you do it. So show up with a six-pack and a chair or a cooler or your own grill or a table or all of the above if you want. And we're going to be rocking out. And social hours are back. So we had a social hour a couple days ago. It was awesome. Um, met a handful of people that... Uh, or I, I met one like completely new person. And then like I hung out with people that I don't hang out with a lot. Shout out, Rob. We had some, you know, good conversations. Like we had conversations with a lot of different people. So it's good to catch up with people that I haven't seen since the season. Um, good to catch up with a few people who had never social houred before. There was at least four people there that I think it was their first or first, certainly this year. That's awesome. So yeah, come to social hours, come to tailgates, come to, uh, come to road games. Like it's, we're back, baby. It's going to yes. be fun. So I can't, exciting. I cannot wait. And I cannot wait to uh, run away with this division Win some playoff games. Let's go win a natty. Let's go win a natty. Yes, 100%. Um, so transitioning to the men's side, we had a um, a really good PR push this week. The The club dropped a couple of hype videos um, for the first home game. That's exciting. Nice. I honestly haven't seen any one of them. You should. I'm not really on social media, so uh, they're probably on Instagram though, right? I deleted uh, Instagram off my phone. Yeah, they're on they're on uh, Instagram, probably probably on Facebook too. I'll no I'll, I'll get on it. and check them out. I deleted Instagram off my phone, spending a little too much time on my phone, so trying to be productive in this uh, tax season. So I was like, I'll delete the app and then I can just reinstall it whenever I I need it. So very responsible of you. Trying, but also everybody, including you, Andrew Breezy, go to the club Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Look at the uh, look up the hype videos. So they got sick. they got you hype. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I was already excited. I still keep forgetting to get my season tickets, my bad case. Bro, grab your season tickets. I get, I get texts from Case like every other day. You know, um, if you I still forget, if you've been busy, if you buy your season ticket, maybe Case will stop texting you. Maybe I like for him to text me. Okay, that's fair. He's, he's a pretty boy. I mean, he's he's a nice person. Yep, you're, you're married though, Smitty. You looks, need to uh, get, get your season ticket. Get your season ticket. <laughs> uh, all right, players we haven't talked about yet. Yes, there's been a lot. There's actually several. one, two, three, four, five, six signings, and then I have two. I think we can say I think might be signings, but not for sure because I've been doing some Instagram sleuthing. So, Good job. Taylor Gray. First off, thoughts. Yes. Exciting. Um, very exciting. I would imagine he'll be a quality off the bench rotational starter player. He's really somebody that you can slot anywhere across um, the attacking, the attacking front attacking line, possibly even um, in like uh, as an eight midfielder as well. He uh, played for the Maryland Bobcats last year. So that's um, that's cool. The club's done. Um, they've done a couple of promo things with him already. The, Bob, the Bobcats have, or we have. We have. Um, I would. He's he's pretty. He's the kind of player that we're just signing right now. Somebody that can play anywhere across the front line. Which, if you've listened to any of our nerd tactics or. Um, 
you know, soccer fundamental podcast. This is something that we consistently talk about with Rod. He wants players that can play in multiple positions in multiple spaces on the field. So he, he slots right into that. He's a good athlete, very smooth on the ball, though. Well, he'll definitely add a lot. Yeah, he's very tall. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's lanky and yeah. he seems to really have really good feet for someone that like that lanky. Um, one of the things that struck me about his highlights is watching him drop from the wing into the like almost where the sixes play to pick up the ball defensively. Sometimes they're passing on the ball out or sometimes he was like following a player and then helping make a defensive play and then coming out with the ball. And then a lot of pass move, like smooth, like pass it to the eight from the, like the sixes position and then sprint forward and get the ball back. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's very much that fits with how Rod plays, yes. right? A lot of positional interchange like you were talking about. So I'm very excited. He's a player that I didn't stick out to me last year for Maryland. And now that I watch his highlights, I think he fits seamlessly into what Rod does. So mm-hmm. that's a great find. And and I think credit to, to Rod and his staff for having found what looks to be like a, a perfect fit for their system. Yeah. Next uh, on the list, Kevin. Oh, he. So we think eight, ten, or nine. I think he can play across mm-hmm. all those positions. Yeah. I, I, I think it'll probably be one of the attacking three uh, as a nine or a ten. Um, that's what my expectation is. But you could definitely see him sliding into the midfield as well. I think you'll see him mostly at, at one of the tens. I, I totally agree. I think you could see him start at the eight here and there. If he's starting at the nine, he didn't score a lot of goals for the Bobcats. Um, his highlights don't have a lot of like really good shots that are saved by the goalkeeper. So maybe he has that in his uh, in his arsenal of tools. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. Our play style will be drastically different than the Bobcats. That's true. So it could be... He know. does have a lot of really good like passing and movement and like pass before the final pass. Yeah. Right? So like he has a lot of those, um, not the assist balls, but the pass before the final pass that look really, really dangerous. And those are important, right? Like... You, if you can't get to a dangerous position, uh, get the ball to a dangerous position for an attacker to then make a dangerous pass, like you're going to struggle. So, I, and maybe he has that final ball. Maybe he has those shots in, like you said, it was going to be a very different uh, style. I just don't see it in his highlights. I watch his PDL highlights as well, and that's just like lower competition. So, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where he slots in because I could be wrong. He could be the nine, right? But I just, I think the tens are maybe even one of the eights based on, on kind of how deep he was dropping and some of that and how smooth he is on the ball. He does not look like, a lot like your classic forward on the ball. He's much smoother, much more, much harder to dispossess in the midfield, which is important. Yeah. Um, we still haven't signed a nine, um, which uh, is, <laughs> I just had a random thought. Um, who, whoever on CFC is going to be playing the nine because somebody will be playing that. They're listening to this right now. and like, Hey, fuck face. Yeah. I, I'm we've the nine. Signed, we've signed a nine. Shut it's- up. <laughs> shout out. Shout out Brett Jones, who, who we think is, of, of the players on the roster will, will likely be the nine there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Kevin Gonzalez. Yes. Goalkeeper. Yes. Stumptown's number one last year. Uh, all league first team or second team? First team, I think, right? Was he I th- don't know. No, second teams. I think Stein watched on the first team. Either way, he was an all league selection. Mm-hmm. One, first or second team. Yeah. Um, very good. Yeah. Very good goalkeeper. Uh, very, very, very good with his feet. Yes. Very good. So that leaves us with two starting level keepers. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, I think that we're we don't have a clear number one. I don't know if Rod has a clear number one, but I would say from us looking at it, I don't know. If there's a clear number one, right? Mm-hmm. You got two starting NISA level goalkeepers. Yep. 
and I think that that bodes well for us. Mm-hmm. Also, Kevin's a little older. Kevin's 29, which in goalkeeper years is right in his prime. It's not yes, old by any right. means. But Alex's still young. Alex, I mean, hell, you can you can still play keeper when you're 40. Oh, so. yeah, oh, yeah. But Alex's still young, so you get like a maybe a little bit more of a veteran um, presence like at, at the one at the one position, right, or the one role, whether that's backup or starter, and then you have Alec, who still should have room to grow. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of how that develops. Who, who wins the starting job? Who maintains the starting job? Who plays well? Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, he's got sick tattoos as well. Oh, I haven't seen his tattoos. I'm pretty sure, unless I'm misremembering. Now I'm doubting everything. I have to go on that, do an Instagram stalking session later. Right. Uh. He liked one of my Instagram posts, so that hell auto- yeah, that automatically endeared me to him. Yeah, yeah. We'll I, fo- him. I followed him. I got like a prompt follow back. So nice. Shout out. We'll have to get him. Up. We'll have to get him on the podcast at some point. He also played yeah. for the Oakland Roots. Shout out. Uh, Who? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I just liked that. I like someone that had some pro experience. You know, and and has you couldn't go further away, Oakland to like uh, Charlotte, right? Like th- those are like like the guy's pursuing his dream. Right, yeah. like he's he's and he's pursuing it obviously with vigor, like going from Oakland Roots, starting at Stumptown all last year, coming here, like I love it. And, yeah, you know, I hope, I hope he is productive in whatever role he plays for us. Giuseppe, Gigi, I don't know how to say his last name. I'm sorry, Gigi, if you listen to this, Giroux, Giroux, I don't know, but Gigi, center back, A for effort. Thank you, I tried. Um, center back, mm-hmm. he is. Different from all the other guys on this list so far. He is an academy signing. That's exciting. So there's, the, and there's a specific reason why this is important. Do you want to go into it? Um, no, you go ahead. So academy signing, and you, you said he's 17. So he is still, I think he just turned 18. Matt just corrected me on that. Okay. But he was 17, I think, um, when he was in with us training last summer. So, so with him being an academy signing, he will have availability to play on the first team or an academy team. So if he is not getting, which I wouldn't expect him to come in and get playing time, center back is not typically a position that you play somebody that's a little bit younger unless they're absolutely incredible. Um, so he will still be able to get game time um, with with the academy. Right. So if you have an under-19s game and he's not going to make the bench for the men's senior team mm-hmm. he can go play in the academy you know 19 and under or whatever the high whatever the age group that he fits into he can go play which is huge get yeah, those minutes for sure um i'm really excited to see he's i did see him in person a little bit and he's big like he is not he's not enormous but he looks like a man like he does not look like a 17 or 18 year old shout out um yeah yeah so uh very very happy about that we all saw how the academy signings worked out last year um especially with damien coming on and being awesome so yeah, I'm very excited. He's moved here from St. Louis, joined the R Academy, and then is now signed to an academy contract with the first team. So I think that's that's huge. That's great, a great pathway for guys going forward, and potentially for if we ever have a women's pro team, a great chance for women's players as well. So for now, it's a, it's a really cool demonstration to, for other players that can go, hey, if this guy gets in, let's say he gets a few games this year, some friendlies, maybe even a few NISA games, and he trains with the first team, he makes improvements, he plays with the academy, and he gets the growth that he wants. Maybe he signs a pro deal with us, maybe he goes to college, but he can pave the way for other players, just like Damian did last year, and pave the way to show, and Ricky to another, and, and, and Angel did as well, and Michael, but, you know, Damian actually signed that pro deal. So, like, they, those guys paved the way, and Gigi's hopefully kind of the next, 
paving the way for the next wave of guys. Maybe more and more players will see this as a viable opportunity and we can get some talented young players who want to develop for nine months out of the year as opposed to just, you know, four months with the college season. Yeah, and have a have a clock that ticks up instead of down. Yeah, and it doesn't unlimited substitutions all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I, I college I'm, soccer sucks. College soccer's dumb. Uh I'm very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, and this is you know, we I don't know. We've talked about it a little bit on the pod, but we're always talking about stuff like this um, on our own. But this is this is a money ball type tactic. So this is something that could like, you know, Damien is on a very um, unique contract. Um, and then, you know, once that ground is laid, it it opens up the opportunity for that to happen more and more and more. Um, especially if it's, if it's, um, beneficial for both the athlete and the club. Exactly. Exactly. And this is a little bit different, but also similar. Mm -hmm. So very, very excited. Um, he's center back, right footed, pretty good size. I expect that he will be on the bench some, especially with how the roster is currently constructed, but I Mm -hmm. think we will sign another center back because we have, Two center backs and then two guys that can play center back, right? Yeah, I think that's correct. So, so plus Gigi. So you have Richard Dixon, yeah. who is a center back, but we've oh, we've said a bunch of times this podcast we think he projects in Rod's system as a six. Mm-hmm. So I'd count him as he a was, six. Yeah, he was one that I was mentioning mentioning can play center back. Gotcha. So we agree on that. Yeah, Colin Stripling, Colin, yeah, both guys were ostensibly midfielders, but can play the six. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in Rod's system, we're saying Nick Spielman. Yep, and then uh, Worldwide Frankie. Yeah, Frankie Martinez. Shout out for a great, great Instagram. And I assume Twitter name too, but definitely his Instagram name is Worldwide Frankie. Yeah. I love it. Um, So yeah, I I think that he's on the strictly center back depth chart. He's third right now. I wouldn't expect us to go into the season with him third on the center back depth chart. And I would expect also that you'd be more likely to see Rich or Colin slide into center back before you would see him slide into center back, even if technically he'd be third on the center back depth chart. Yeah. Go moving right along, a guy who could be listening to this podcast saying, "Fuck you guys, I'm a nine. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he doesn't think he's more of a ten in this system. Though I think he could play the nine certainly, um, similar to how we talked about Taylor Gray and and other players that can interchange across the front line. And I think differently from uh, from Taylor Gray, he actually has scored some goals at the pro level. Um, Taylor Gray has an absolute monster goal, an absolute banger, but he is the only one he's got at the pro level that unless the Highlights are, and transfer marks don't include it, something. Mm-hmm. Um, Roddy's got some goal, a bunch of goals in the NPSL, and I actually don't know how many pro goals he has, but Roddy Green from Roddy uh, Detroit. Green. Love, love the signing. Roddy's a kid that grew. I hope we can get him on the podcast sometime soon. You know him. You hated him. Yeah. You love him. He scored at Finley Stadium in a, um, he scored two goals at Finley Stadium, I think, in the preseason. Um, I don't know if he has one in, or one of those was Members Cup. It all runs together, but he is a guy who who's got a nose for goal. He's a good athlete, about six one, six two. Um, is a more of a winger than a nine, but in Rod's system, might play the nine a little bit more because Rod likes his nines very, very mobile and able to run a lot. Um, and wingers are generally speaking more more runners than uh, nines are. Though we haven't done our nines episode, so I guess I'm not helping out. Yeah, he came from Detroit FC, um, and you know he, he's he was with them. For years, he didn't play as much with them over the past couple of years, but also they didn't play with wingers. Yeah. So, um, 
he we both we both think that he'll be a very good fit with for us. Yep, and he, he stayed on the roster even though he was even though they didn't play with wingers. Yeah, which says something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm very very interested in in how that goes. He played a little bit of right wing back for them, which is we won't play with wing backs, but he played a little right wing back for them, uh, in in the uh, in Nisa, excuse me. So yeah, uh, I'm excited. He's also a kid that grew up rooting for Detroit, like in the stands as a teenager. Then he played for the team. So cool story there, and very cool. obviously he cares about. Um, he he came into this as a trialist. He's the first trialist signed that I know about um, out of the trialist group, and that's really cool. I think. Yeah. And, and those trialists, you know, they wanted to be here, right? They came into camp, they worked hard, they really, really busted their asses to get that contract. And I think that he shows a commitment. And love to ask him this question when we have him on the pod, like commitment to community-based soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Playing for Detroit and then playing for us, like that's two clubs that care about their community and. You know, I would imagine he could have probably played for more money somewhere else. Don't know that for sure, but based on, you know, there are probably bigger teams that he maybe could have gone into camp with, but he obviously chose to go in with us. So, yeah, very excited about that. Next player, Greg Stratton. Yeah. Any thoughts? He's left back. We got one, finally. <laughs> no uh, no more hashtag Ian Saro for left back. Oh, uh, Matthew's still going to be on that train. Mr. Mr. Greg Stratton will be able to 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 fill that that area. So he played college for Missouri State. Mm-hmm. Shout out! Pretty sure they're the Bears. I think. Okay, I'm from Missouri. I should know, but I was a Tigers fan. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I did watch his highlights. They were a top ten team. Mm-hmm. In, in D1, so that's... Yeah, which is really pedigree. weird because Missouri State's not that big, but they're good in a couple of different sports, um, and soccer being one of them. Hell yeah. So I, I did see him, interestingly enough, at right back in some of those highlights, so I suspect he will play left back. It's like the opposite of, the time, the opposite of Italy, having a, a left-footed person playing on the right in yeah. Italy. Italy is very much so plays... I almost feel like it's the majority, but probably not. But there's there, it's very common to see a right-footed uh, left back. Yeah, yeah. Similar to Sindre Whalo back in the day for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not real common in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Juan Sanchez playing left back for us, I guess. Shout, shout out, to, out. Shout out Juan Sanchez and Sindre yeah. Whalo. The, the Spanish Nick Spillman. Yeah. Uh, but I think Greg will be, as the roster currently sits, We only, he's the first left back signed and He'll sign. He'll slide straight into that starting role. Now, will we sign a USL drop down? I don't know, mm-hmm. but he's shout uh, out Rayleigh. Exactly. We got Rayleigh. What four days or five yes. days before we went to Oakland? He, he got off the plane and immediately walked in. Uh, w- walked uh, onto the plane to Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that we'll see Greg. At least if I'm making a mock lineup right now, Greg's the starting left back. He's the only left back on the roster, mm-hmm. but he also looked good in that those highlights. So I think I'm excited to have him. He's not. Um, he may not be a bombing left back in the sense that he's not slow, but he's not like a speed demon. Yeah, I mean, but he looks. He's going to play the position very different than from how James Kasak played it yes, last year. I think so, but also I think he looks to be good with both feet. He looks to have. You know, a good control of the ball, you know, positional play, being able to interchange with the eights a little bit, interchange with the six potentially a little bit. You know, those are things that we know Rod values, and Mm -hmm. it looks to me like he can do all those things, at least according to his highlights. So, very excited. Uh, Alex Hernandez. Yeah. I don't know as much about Alex, and I haven't been able to watch his highlight videos yet. Okay, so I I got... Give me... I know you have, so... I have, I have. 
So he, he, my understanding is I wasn't at the combine. Uh, I, mean, I was at the combine, but I wasn't like at the combine at the combine. Wait, no, no, I was at, uh, I was, o- I was at open trials. I was not at the combine. So, um, so I was thinking it was the same thing for a second. So I was not there at all. Uh, but when Matt came home, he had gone and like watched part of the combine. He was like, mm-hmm. there's this kid that looked really, really good. His name's Alex Fernandez. Like he, he's from, uh, App State, I think. And it turns out he did go to App State and then he went to NC State and he's like, he's really good. He's really smooth on the ball. Like liked him a lot. Um, very, very smooth, very smooth. It just kept saying it was very smooth. And so turns out he came into camp mm-hmm. and impressed enough to get a contract. And if you go watch his highlights, like he's more of a winger. Um, so him playing the eight and the 10 is a little bit different than his normal stuff, but them saying how smooth he is and how good he's looked at those positions. That makes me very excited to see his journey, his growth into those positions, because what we're seeing now shouldn't be the best of him. Cause he's not an eight playing the eight or a 10 playing the 10. Yeah. He's a winger playing one of those or both those positions. And that's him looking really good. Bodes well for us going forward. For sure. He's small. He's not tiny, but he's small. He's tricky, great feet, um, and a, and a good attacker. So I'm, I'm excited. You can check out his NC state is where he played. So you can check out his highlights and yeah, I'm, that's another good soccer program. It is. It is. So I think that we'll see, I don't know that he's a uh, nail on starter for us. Uh, coming right out, like I think he's a younger player. I think he's twenty two, so he could okay. you could certainly see him start. But I don't know that we're signing him to be a starter. I would guess we're starting we're signing him for his potential and for his ability to contribute, of course, off the bench, spot starts, and then grow into those roles. And I think those a lot of these signings we're seeing now are those players, and that's really, really, really important because those are the players. You know, Nick Spielman, all league defender last year, was not a starter when we signed him. We signed him to an amateur deal. Yep. Then, then they sign him to a lower level, lower level professional deal, first pro deal, like you know, right out of college. Then they signed him to you know an extension, mm-hmm. and now you know he's an all league defender. Like you have that chance to grow, and hopefully these guys have that chance to grow too. Yeah. So that is all the announced signings. I have a theory, Smitty. I have Ooh. been doing a little Instagram sleuthing. There you go. And I noticed Academy signing from last year. Last year, Angel Hurtado mm-hmm. has been posting pictures from f- around Finley Stadium around mm. the time that our practices would be. I'm, I'm twirling. I'm twiddle, or I'm, I'm twirling my mustache right now. I have a feeling that he, being the right age for an academy contract, mm-hmm. and having not been renewed that I, we know of, because he was not announced as having been renewed. I don't know what they did with the academy contracts other than Damien, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in training with the team. And if he doesn't get signed to a, another academy deal, I guess he could get a low-level pro deal. I don't know. He didn't play any pro minutes last year. He only played. They did make. He did make the bench a few times, but mm-hmm. he didn't get into any pro games. He only got into some some of the amateur games, and he looked decent in some of those amateur games. But he's still young. Yeah. So I would. I'm just betting that he's back in. Uh, back in camp, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him announced at some point as an academy signing because he can play on an amateur deal, keep mm-hmm. his collegiate eligibility. And if he decides to go to school and then also grow and train and potentially contribute. Yeah. And he's a combo player as well. So he can play at center back. Um, He's a little bit undersized at center back, but he makes up for it in effort. Um, But he also plays at the defensive midfielder position as well. Yeah. And I think those are positions where, you know, we, we could use bodies at minimum, Mm -hmm. right? Like you want good players who can contribute in training because these players are going to need, Good training sessions. You know, Chris Nugent said on the podcast, you're going to line up 11 on 11 in practice, and you're going to play the same. Both sides are going to play the same way. 
mm-hmm. and we want these teams to be guys to be working their way into the into the starting eleven from the quote unquote like backup eleven playing the same way. So you want to you need guys to challenge other guys, mm-hmm. and you need players who are going to push the uh, push the limits, and you need you know bodies in practice to to push things forward, even if they're not projected to start at the beginning. Injuries happen, other things happen, and yep. suddenly they're be they become crucial to the lineup. Damien was not a starter on anybody's first 11 at the beginning of last year. And he was very, very, very important at the end of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Angel Hurtado, that's a little, I, I've i heard nothing from anybody, but I just I see those pictures and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Seems like, seems like he might be back. Another player who I saw at the um, invita- uh, invitational tryouts mm-hmm. and who I know has now made a home here based on his Instagram and I, he is he has been in um, pictures that the club has, yeah. has put out and I believe he played in that UPSL friendly that they had interesting and, uh, as so, that, so I know he's in camp with CFC I don't they've not announced him so I su- assume he has not signed a contract and I interrupted you as well you were you were talking about you think he's moved here yeah he's moved here yeah so if you check, if you watch his Instagram like he's he's living here he's doing some coaching okay um, and that's mr. Nick Nelson Nice. Our third keeper turned second lovely, keeper. Lovely, lovely, lovely gentleman. Yes, lovely gentleman. Good soccer player. We have two keepers. I think it's pretty likely we will want a third professional keeper on the roster in some capacity, whether it's an emergency keeper, which we've talked about before on this podcast, where it's somebody that you just have like almost on retainer, mm-hmm. where they're registered, but maybe they don't, maybe they get paid per game, or maybe they're not even in town. In this case, they would be in town, but maybe they're not even in town, but they would agree to come in if an injury happened or whatever else. Same. That's what we had that Kike uh, or Kiko. I feel like a jerk. I can't remember his last name. I think his, I think that was his, his nickname. Anyway, guy from last year, Hector. Um, like he, he was there for the Stumptown game away as the backup keeper. He was the break glass in case of emergency third keeper. Nick Nelson would potentially be that I guy. I thought that was Hoff. I mean, Hoff's the break glass in case of emergency, everything. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that I, so I think I just have this feeling that Nick Nelson will get signed as that third keeper. Additionally, you could see a guy like Michael Beretta, who I've seen some rumblings uh, in the Facebook comments on um, on some posts saying that he's been in camp with CFC and that he might be Sick. on an academy deal um, similar to how he was last year. Now, he played at Dalton State mm-hmm. in the fall. or this, uh, Yeah, the fall. He played somewhere else last year in college, didn't he? No, Dal- Dalton State. He's going to, he's going to Loyola, he went... Maryland. Okay, but he hasn't gone there yet. He okay. went to Dalton State for the full. He hasn't played. He, ha- he, he hasn't gone there yet. Okay. Gotcha. So my what I now he will not be eligible to play in NISA games with us. He started his college career, mm-hmm. so you can take a gap year. You can even take a couple gap years potentially. Is my understanding of eligibility, but you cannot go from college to the pros and then college. You can go to the pros on an academy deal, mm-hmm. like Gigi's doing, like Damian did last year. Though Damian is now on a professional deal, like we're talking about Angel doing, mm-hmm. and uh. You could not keep your eligibility, though, if you've already gone to college. So none of those guys have gone to college yet. And uh, now that he has gone to Dalton State, he's played at Dalton State, he could not come here and then play and then go somewhere else. However, he could come here and train with the team full-time for the rest of the year, for half the year, for the summer, for whatever. So if the rumors are true and he's he's in camp, we won't expect to see him. I don't know if he can play friendlies. I don't think he can because I think he can't play alongside professionals. I don't understand all the um, eligibility rules. Maybe he can play in some friendlies. I don't know. Definitely can't play in NISA games. But I think you might see him in camp as well. And that is an interesting piece because at any point, he could sign a pro deal with CFC should 
they choose to. Yeah. Or you could just see a young man who's a developing soccer player who's developed with us and conti- could continue to develop before going on to his more of his collegiate career, which is exciting as well. Yeah, for sure. Don't know. Again, those last three, Angel, Nick, and Michael, are not confirmed, but I'm just reading the tea leaves there. That's what I think makes sense. Preseason schedule. Yeah. So that's been announced. We haven't talked about it, I don't think, at all. I'm pretty sure we haven't. Other than the UPSL game that's already happened. So they played some UPSL team from, I think, Nashville. Uh, it had our old friend Chuka Aru on it. Um, I don't know if you remember, but he was in campus CFC a couple times. Nice. Um, back in 2019, I think. A uh, big striker. And, yeah, I my understanding is that went very, very well. Um, and very well on the, on the score sheet. I think mm-hmm. it was... They were like six days into camp, so um, Chris told us it wasn't super pretty, but it was, it was there were good moments and bad, so that's good. That's it's a new system, so happy about that. I think it was very smart to play a UPSL team five days in. What do you think? Yeah, um, you have to have confidence builders. You have to have like real game time minutes when you're implementing a new system. So it's smart. You don't want to play too many of that level of teams because that doesn't it just the speed of the game does not get you ready um but you know we'll get into the second friendly game that we played and that was a drastically different level yeah so last season if you remember if folks remember we played uh, atlanta united the first team in a mm-hmm. closed door friendly we played birmingham played memphis and we played uh ksa yes and ksa was the last one mm, i was, think was I think it was somewhere. I don't remember. I don't remember who was last, oh, who no. was where. So I got to I got to sneak inside of Finley for KSA. I did not. I did not. It was not. It was not friendly on the score sheet, like you're saying. This um, you heard this friendly was. So that's encouraging. Yeah. So, but we came out really, really sharp out of that preseason, having played good competition. We didn't have. Oh, Louisville. Louisville was the last one. That's right. I forgot about Louisville. Louisville was the last one that was, was open. Game. That game was so much. It was fun. a great game. Wasn't it three two? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. That was really fun. And that made us really sharp. We came out in that Legends Cup flying. Yes, we did. And I think that this preseason has the potential. So let's talk a little bit about who we're playing now that we've, uh, before we go on to who we, the other team we've played. So yeah. we're we're playing a UPSL team. Um, that was basically one week into camp. We mm-hmm. played Memphis, which I would love to know what you think of that, a USL championship team and a team we're playing in the Open Cup. Ooh. Spoiler alert for an, another piece of news we haven't talked about yet. Um, we played them three days later, so like 10 days into camp, and then there's 10 days, not off, but 10 days of no games, then it's Birmingham, and then a week later, it's Greenville, so that's a USL championship team followed by a USL League One team, and Greenville's a championship level, like when I say championship, I don't mean USL championship, I mean they've played in, they played in the championship game last year, and they played in the, they won the championship two years ago, I think, I think that's correct. That sounds right. Um, And then they... They'll finish up the season with, or finish up the preseason with a with Reinhardt, um, which is a college team away. And it, I would guess that's would probably not be the first choice, but there, I, everyone else will be in season, so they won't want to play any friendlies. Okay. So it's a game. One week into camp, it's a game. Three days later, it's a game. Then ten days later, it's a game. Seven days later, it's a game. Seven days later, it's a game. Okay. Then we start the season. Thoughts on kind of how they set that preseason up from our uneducated uh, opinions. I mean. I don't. I don't know if I have thoughts. Um, I got some uneducated thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I've. Uh, let me rephrase. I've always got thoughts, but um, I, I like that we are playing at Memphis and Birmingham. I really, really, really like that we're playing Greenville. 
um, for a couple of reasons. So Memphis and Birmingham, this is what back to back years that we're doing friendlies with them. Um, so it, it really looks like there's being a, a good relationship built um, between the clubs, um, you know, and it could just be a relationship out of convenience, but you know, they, they liked us enough to, to play us again. Yeah. That I could agree. also be huge because, you know, we pick, we signed a player um, that played for Birmingham in the friendly against them yeah. and Kyle De Silva. So there can be situations like that. Also, we could have somebody whooping ass um, on our side that they see uh, and and are interested in signing in the offseason as well, which which ultimately is a really good thing for us because the more players that we have going to that higher level in the championship, the better that is for us. Yeah. Um, so the more, you know, if, if there's a if there's a pathway to, you know, to heaven or wherever um, that it's it just makes your club more attractive. Yeah, totally. And it's a high level for your, you know, you, you kind of want to get your ass beat, um, in preseason because that gets you, that gets you ready. Yeah, totally. Now, how do you feel about scheduling that Memphis friendly three days after our, our second friendly? Like there's everyone, everyone else is spaced out a week at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a team that we're playing in the U S open cup. Yeah. So I think it's good to have games in, in a short, uh, in a short time period because you, you you want to get that into your legs. Like you want to go, like you don't want to be sluggish at all going into the start of the season. Also playing Memphis is, is really good. Cause you you know, you get a little bit of an extra peek at them before the open cup, which is fun. Yeah. Um, and should we talk about what we heard about that game? Yeah. Okay. So um, from what we heard, we played pretty well. Um, I don't. I don't remember. I, did, I don't even know if I ever heard what a score was. But two one, two one. Then that's that's what I heard. Yeah, two one. Okay. Then. Yeah. Um, so not surprising that we wouldn't that we wouldn't win, especially like seven days into our preseason. Yep. And um, and several. We know that there was multiple trialists mm-hmm. on trial still. We know that they played. Like. And we know that a lot of them are no longer. Yeah, and we know that trialists. The, UP, the that UPSL game, like there was a ton of trialists that they that played. This game, there were less trialists, but there were still trialists that played. So it's not like we were play, putting out our first 11 for 90 minutes and trying to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we were doing our best for however long they played, Yeah, but it, it's different. It's preseason. Yeah. And it, like you said, seven days into a new a new system, new regime, a, a very, very, very different way of playing with different players. Like It's not going to be the same thing we're showing them for the Open Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say on paper, Memphis is, they're just, a better team than we are um, bigger budget. I don't, you know, you can always, we we've made a, we've made a, a legacy from beating teams in the, in the USL championship. So that doesn't mean that you can't win against those types of teams, but I would say on paper, Memphis is just a better team. True. And from what we heard, we played our style, which is typically not the style that you're going to play against a better team. You're going to be a little bit more defensive, but we were very, um, you know, we played on the ball. We played to retain the ball, um, which is, which is awesome. You, and we did not get slammed Two one is a respectable preseason result. Absolutely. So let's, let's jump to the, the Memphis us open cup home game, which we've kind of talked about already. Mm-hmm. So we're hosting, we don't know what day, um, but we know we're, we're hosting Memphis which is really, really exciting. Um, yeah. W- thoughts on that? Um, open Cup 
is so much fun. That was, I want to say that was the, the Open Cup was the first home game that I went to for CFC. That, that Atlanta game? Um, or was it Wilmington? When did we play Wilmington? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, I think you're right. Because we played Wilmington in 14 and 15, but one was 13 home, and 14, one was away. 13 and 14. Okay. And I think it was a... W- well, I guess 13 was my first year. So no, I think you're right, because I think Wilmington was away, and Tommy Salso in 15 made the saves. You're right. It was 14 and 15. I don't uh, know. It's it's it really hard together. to believe that that's almost 10 years ago. So Holy moly. Yeah. But, but keep going. Um, playing playing higher competition is like fun. Beat, we beat... I, I don't know. We it beat Wilmington matter. twice. We beat Wilmington um, twice. We did. We did. I made sure that their team knew that in a, a diner in Wilmington that I was at and drunk and saw a bunch of their players. Legend. But yeah. Legend. Yeah. I got a lot of dirty looks. I don't care. Um, so it, the the Open Cup, is it's just fun. Normally they take place on a Wednesday night, so you get off of work, head to Finley, Slam a couple beers, go in, have a good time. It's yeah. probably going to rain. I don't know what the <laughs> forecast is, but <laughs> it's probably going to rain. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, I think that it's really cool to have the Open Cup back. Mm-hmm. We haven't had it since 2017. I think that's right. That seems right. Pretty sure it's a long time ago. Pretty sure 27 or 2018. I think it was 2017. So that's it's it's been gone too long. Mm-hmm. And now we're a pro team. And I'm nervous, of course, because now there's a little bit more onus placed on us. But we're playing another pro team. We're playing a team theoretically a division above us. So I don't want to lose. I want to win that game. And I think it's a very winnable game. However, if we go out and we lose a hard fought one nothing game where, you know, we just we got close, hit the post once and you know they got they got their goal or whatever, mm-hmm. you feel a little you feel different about that. Yeah, and it, it will feel good. So, and, and if we can beat them, you know, we might be in line to catch an MLS team or catch another USL Championship we can team beat or anyone. We can. When so when we played uh, the Silverbacks at Finley, we were in the draw to play an MLS team if we would have somehow uh, beat the Silverbacks. And we went to we went to overtime. I want to say it was the Chicago Fire, but I don't remember for sure. So two um, year two years in a row, we were one game away. We lost Silverbacks both times. Once two mm-hmm. one in overtime on a bullshit handball to That's tie it right. in that like 80, 83rd minute or 86th minute or whatever. And then the other time we got hammered five, nothing. Um, mm-hmm. That was Eric Ronaldo's team and they were very good. Yep. Um, but either way had we, and they went on to beat two MLS teams. Yeah. After they, that, did they make it to the final four? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure they, they lost yeah, it. The they final four. super far. And they had like four red cards in like the game before <laughs> that and still won. It was, that was wild, dude. Shout out Eric Ronaldo. Um, but yeah, we could, you know, the, the Open Cup is the coolest thing, should be the coolest thing in American soccer. Should be. It's not um, for whatever reason. I don't know. But it like it. it but the, should be there's cooler. there's still some magic to it. Mm-hmm. it. It's not what it should be, and yeah. the powers that be need to do a better job. However, it is still very cool, mm-hmm. and I'm still very very excited about it. Yeah, Clint Dempsey taking the referee's notebook away from him and shredding it up and getting a red card. And a ten and a ten match uh, ban, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so it's good. One of my favorite moments. Of so all time. good, so good. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that game. All right, back to the preseason preseason schedule. I think it's really good that we played Memphis as early as we did because we will have shown them less. Mm-hmm. We will not be the finished product that we would be if we were playing them at the same time we're playing Greenville. So on March 12, 
right before their season starts, and right before not like two weeks before our season starts, mm-hmm. be a big risk on how you play them. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that you show them less now, and you kind of know how Rod teams are going to play. Mm-hmm. He's got a pretty, he's got a style. He's got a style. Yeah, yeah. developed and and like sustainable. What's the right word I'm looking for? Anyway, it's a style that everyone knows. Like mm-hmm. it's distinct. That's what I'm looking for. Do distinct we know? Style. I don't style. Do we know? Is are we playing Memphis home or away? Home. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a home game against Memphis. I knew that. I just forgot. So that that makes me really, really excited that we played them early. I do think that it probably would have been better to play them with a little more time to evaluate things, but playing a UPSL team followed by a USL championship team should allow the coaching staff to have looked at those um, those guys that they, they played mm-hmm. and, and go, okay, these trialists are good enough or they're not good enough pretty yep. quickly. Because yeah. you got two different levels of competition. Uh, early on in the preseason. So I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. How you feeling about that Birmingham game? I know we talked a little bit about it, but that one's closed. It's away from home. Any thoughts on it? I mean, not really anything different from Memphis. It's good to play another championship team. Um, maybe we'll, we'll, you know, find somebody that maybe they don't sign that comes and signs for us like we did last year. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that would be, that would be super dope. We could use, yeah, we could use a couple more players on this team. So uh, it's, it's it's not full. Greenville away, Greenville March 12th. away. This is the one I am most excited about. Can you tell? Uh, can you tell why I'm excited? Do you know why I'm excited? Um, I do know why you're excited. Do you want to tell everybody else why you're excited? That one's open to the public, baby. Woo. And it's a close away game. So the closest away game we have, you have to take a plane to realistically mm-hmm. in Nisa. Fuck that shit. Fuck Nisa. So. This game is, I know it's preseason. We're going to, we have talked about all the women's games that we're going to be able to go to, which are very excited. But men's games, this is the closest one, um, unless we announce a different friendly against somebody else. Or we, our next round is like Atlanta United or something mm-hmm. if we, after we beat Memphis in the Open Cup. But this looks like the closest one. So going to Greenville, it's like three hours and 40 minutes. Um, I'm going up there. Everybody should go. Everyone should go. We're riding together, right? Yeah, we already made that decision because we're going. We're we, we're going to what Birmingham the night before. Oh yeah, we're going to Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we're going to come weekend. home. We're going to sleep. We we live in separate homes, um, but sometimes same neighborhood. Um, but we're going to do it all over again the next day, and we're going to go north maybe, instead of south. Maybe grab a little brunch on the way. Meet I, up at I, a bar before the game. I always support brunch. Yeah. It's going to be dope. Everyone yeah. should go Greenville. The games are like 4 p.m., I think. So, like, mm-hmm. people should be able to, like, leave in the morning, get there, have fun at the game, come back in the evening, no problem. Yes. Um, come on. Let's go. Let's everybody go. Yeah, it'll be good. And it'll be a time It'll be a time to see our team after they've been in preseason for roughly five weeks, four or five, between four and five weeks. Ooh, I, I think. I think I talked my brother into going with us. Hell He's yeah. He's never been on an away trip. Good choice. Also I, doesn't listen to the podcast I asked him. And he said no. And I told him he needs to change that. Better better for him, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I, I think that that's going to be um, a really, really fun time. And I think we should fill up our car. That's that's three. If Matt, mm-hmm. if, I don't think Matt can go. I think he's at a wedding. Boo. Boo. So he, listen, how many friends does he have? Because he goes to multiple weddings a year. Unless, his, unless he's just got a couple friends and they get divorced a lot. I don't know his life. But. Come on, Matt. Bro, I think he has like six of them this year. Have that's too much. I don't even have that many friends. I don't need that many. I don't want that many. Bro, friends. I think he's uh I think he might be secretly wedding doing the, reenacting the uh movie Wedding Crashers and we don't know about it. Or he is reenacting the movie 27 dresses. 
<laughs> Always the groomsman, never the groom. Oh my god. Um yeah, so Greenville away, everybody go. March twelfth, make your plans. Um I'm sure there'll be a Chattahooligan meetup before the game. Mm-hmm. Um at probably at a bar. Um so yeah. It's going to be fun. And for the women's games, by the way, we'll probably do a bar meetup before in town, wherever we're going. Like, it's going to be awesome. Yep. Um, who's next? Reinhardt. That's interesting. We talked a little bit about that. Like, it's probably the reason it's it's there in that position is because they don't have anybody else they can play um, with, with the USL Championship teams already being in season. Um, don't love that, but you got to get another game in. And you, I think you want the game every week rhythm, like you said. I think that's a good... A good challenge, and maybe they were just who was available. Maybe they're really good. I know that we've gotten some players from Reinhardt before, so maybe who? Oh. Uh, Damian Gaona was from Reinhardt. Okay, and we had a few other in camp from them in the 2019. Nice. Trying to remember, we had somebody else that was from there too, but I don't remember who it was. I know I've heard of that name before. Pretty but... sure it's Damian Gaona. I could look it up, but Matt, I I miss when Matt's not here because he's the you know, <laughs> he's the encyclopedia. He's my Google. Yeah, <laughs> he just remembers. Um, but yeah, that'll be a good way to finish off. Then we go straight into the season. Um. So I'm going to pull up the CFC men's schedule right here, and I would love to know what you're thinking. Uh, like, what are your thoughts on this? Um, We're winning every game. Damn right. So we play Maryland at first at home. Fuck. Um, Taylor that's Gray. Not who I, that's not who I want to play first. for our first game. Yeah. Like, Possession style I, as soon game. As, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, any literally any other team except for Maryland. Yeah, but I think they were they changed head coaches, so and I'm, I would imagine they've got some different players and stuff too. So they might be a little bit different. You know what that day is? It's Taylor Green hat trick day. It's fucking right, it is. Like, let's go, let's go, Taylor. Bet Taylor Gray. Sorry, I call him Taylor Green. Cut, well, I, I mixed cut I, me, cut me, and see what happens. By the way, Roddy Green can also get a hat trick that day. Taylor Gray and Roddy Green Dude, double hat trick. Everybody can get a hat trick. Yeah, like thirty three goals. It'd be sick. Yeah, fuck you, Maryland. Um. Get, get, I hate playing Maryland. Crush, crush those little tiny kitties. We made, we made them Hello Kitties. Um, I, I, I did the obligatory Matt meow. That was good. That was I good. You, Matt. Then we play AC Syracuse away. Um, then we have Memphis uh, at home for that Open Cup. Previously, we talked about. Then we have Valley United at home. I'm sorry, away. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Valley United away. That's uh, if anyone hasn't paid attention. That's in Arizona. Apparently, Valley United is the Phoenix area. And then we have Flower City Union at home. So we have one home game in March. Two, because we got the Memphis game in April. We skip forward. We get two away games in in May. Um, And then May 28, we have Bay Cities at home. So we have one home game in May, two home games in April, but only one's league, and one home game in March. I mean, that's nice for, like, not, like, wearing ourselves out. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of watch parties, though. Would like a little bit more like cool weather soccer before we get the dog days of summer and it gets so hot, you know? <laughs> right. um, then after that, June 11 and June 25, so two games that month, that makes a little more sense. Uh, I would imagine May and June is when we'll see the bulk of the women's games come in once we get that mm-hmm. schedule. Um, so those will be two very busy months. One game in July on this men's schedule. Then once we get to August... Shit gets wild. What's the gap between July and August games? So July we play on the 2nd, and we have two weeks until we play on the 16th, and then we have three weeks until we play on August. So I'm guessing that the Independent Cup, looking Mm -hmm. at that um, 
this is a total guess, but looking at that break there between mm-hmm. July 16 and August 6, that's when it would make the most sense to have right. the Independent Cup. Yeah. So very good point. I didn't think of that until now. That's probably when we play the Independent Cup, and we'll have some more home games there. Yep. When it's hot as shit. Yeah. But that'll be fun. We can beat up on some amateur teams, hopefully. Um, I don't know. I just want to win. Last year's made me just want to beat up on some teams. Uh, and then in August, we have four home games, Smitty. Holy shit. And two away games. August is the greatest month ever. August Wait, is going to be Wait, did you lit. say four home games and two away games? Yeah. Six games over a four-week time span. It's going to be lit. Now, that's nothing like it used to be, but also we might have, we could have WPSL playoffs in July, August too. So you could have some more WPSL, like, playoff import really important games potentially mm-hmm. if we're still alive in that august period we as well could single-handedly be the reason that ricola's stock price shoots through the roof yeah buy your ricola shares now that's, that's a good point it's a very good point so that's august a lot of soccer august gets wild it's a little mpsl style um july will be a little wild maybe if you get some independent cup and we play those at home and maybe you have some women's games and then we all we already talked about may and june September, we have three home games. And in September, we have one, two, three, four, five, six games again. So mm-hmm. August and September are lit on the men's team. Like, nice. Play 12 games in two months. Nice. I would rather do that in like in April when it's probably a little bit cooler, but I know. That's okay. August, September is going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be lit. But we have, we do have, uh, a, a fun time in October. When we have a two-week break, essentially, have September 28 to August 15, maybe that's maybe that's two and a half weeks, then we should have playoffs after that. Sick. Um, so let me ask you this. Is Nisa doing the two-season thing again, or is it just one? No, they are not. They are not doing the two-season. They're doing one full season with playoffs after. So they've actually announced the playoff structure. I'm pulling it up right now so I don't butcher it. Okay. Um, there's an East Division. So there's a, uh, and there's a West division. Now there are not East, there will not be division championship matches. So the East has the AC Syracuse Pulse, Chattanooga Football Club, Flower City Union, the Maryland Bobcats, and Michigan Stars. So those East teams, we will play uh, three times each, I believe. Definitely more times. It will be an uneven, it will be a full go through and then some. Okay. We will play a handful of the Western teams, which are Albi and San Diego, which is the new-ish. It's the same San Diego folks, but they've merged with another team. Bay City's new team. Slap a, slap a nice Albion on it. Exactly. Makes it cool. And it's all caps, by the way, in this. It, Make it, sure. does, it doesn't make it cool. It's, I, I want everybody to know that you're clearly sarcastic. <laughs> okay, good. You're, right, right not, you're not wrong. California United Strikers, FC, Los Angeles Force, and Valley United. So that Western division and that Eastern division will play each other some, but less during the season. Most of the East plays each other for the, mostly, and the West plays each other mostly with some mm-hmm. stuff. The playoffs start October 22 with semifinals on the 29th and a final on November 5. So if we're looking at this, we are uh, we can see that the East and West divisions, 10 teams will play an unbalanced schedule over the East and West divisions, meaning the East mostly plays, like I said, and plays a couple West. Mm -hmm. West mostly plays West, plays a couple East. And then you get to the playoffs. So the top three teams from each division, which is annoying, um, because three of five I think is too many. (laughs) But I mean, at least we'll make the playoffs. 
Yeah, you might as well just do like, all of them. Yeah, do everyone and do this like the, a seated. This is the bracket. shit I hate from MLS that does too. Like six, yeah. six teams of 10 make the playoffs. Like, fuck that shit. Like, it's, it's right. so dumb. Yeah. But it is what it is, right? So that that is, whether I like it or not, that is the, the layout. So the uh, top two teams, so the top club in each division will get a first round bye. The second place and third place teams will play each other. Now, they this will be division agnostic for the other teams. What that means is the third place team from, like they, they will reseed essentially for the playoffs. They'll take, they'll take the top three teams in each division and then reseed them. So if a Western, if two, or if all three of the Western teams go like, uh, what's a potential they could go? 18, if they play 18 games. Anyway, let's say they have five more wins than the, their Eastern uh, Eastern counterparts. Mm-hmm. I don't, Matt's more, not my strong suit. Yeah, more points. They have, or they have, yeah, they have five more like wins, five more points, whatever it is. They have a, there's a thing there. They will reseed when we go to the playoffs. Top three and top three, and then they'll reseed. So two Western Conference teams might play each other in the playoffs, or okay. East and West might play each other. It would just depend. But the top two get a bye. Is it going to be a playoff tournament, or do you know what they're doing there? So they're doing a, um, tw- on the 22nd will be the, third and four the the three seeds and the four seeds play in i think it says three and four right is that okay. what it says there well uh, sorry let me let me re-ask that uh um, oh, th- is, is it going to be like similar to how they did in detroit or oh, a bubble tournament for a for a tournament like that they don't say here um oh no so home field playoff game and a potential buy so the gotcha. first place teams the two first place teams will get a buy okay and then they will host throughout the playoffs um and so what, what this does do is it like it lets a Western Conference team play an Eastern Conference teams as they if they reseed mm-hmm. or it just should keep things more fair. I don't know if it's better because again, six teams is bullshit, but yeah, we'll take it. So hopefully, you know what we gotta do this year, Smitty? Get first place. Yeah, first place. Now there is a little bit of a conundrum here. If you get first place and you get a bye. And so we play our last game on the fifteenth we play the game on the twenty eighth mm-hmm. against Albion San Diego at home. Yeah. Then we don't play for two and a half weeks, play Michigan Stars, October fifteenth. Then if we, let's say we're in first place, we would get another, we would get a buy on the 22nd and play on the 29th. So from the October 29, September 28, we could spend 31 days playing one game. Mm-hmm. I, I would highly imagine that you will see a couple of friendlies um, sprinkled in, in there. That could potentially penalize us greatly in the sharpness categories. Mm-hmm. It could help get some guys healthy, which would be nice. But if we're if we're yeah. lacking health or whatever else, but that is potentially a giant, um, it's a giant like problem. You saw some MLS teams last year in the playoffs have real struggles after being yeah, off no, for no, a significant I amount of time. Both of the number one seeds lost their their playoff game, and you want to balance. You want to get a rhythm, right? Yeah. And it, it'd be one thing if they were playing, you know, if, if we played away to Michigan Stars on the 15th and we didn't have that two and a half weeks before that. But let's say we played to Michigan Stars away on the 15th and then three days later they played those first round playoff games mm-hmm. and then the next weekend, one week later, we were suddenly playing, right? We got our bye. But no, yeah. it, it's going to be potentially if we come in first place and we want to come in first place. We, we don't want to do. In, we don't want to come in second place. Yep. We want to come in first place. So one game in 31 days against pro competition is tough, and I do not like that possibility. And even if don't we don't, either. two and a half weeks before that, and then we play the 15th, the 22nd, the 29th, it's a little bit better. But I, that two and a half weeks off there could be a real pain in the ass. Yeah, soccer is really the kind of game that you want to play no less than one game a week. Yeah. Um, and a lot of coaches, if you have a big enough squad, prefer to play every three days. Yeah. 
And so, like, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that season ends up. And I'm I'm excited for playoffs existing again. Mm-hmm. That single table thing towards the end was tough. Um, and yeah, you weren't on the New Year's resolution pod, so give me your resolution. And we'll do this, I'm sure, on a preseason pod at some point. But oh god, uh, you who is not? Don't give me your resolutions. Just you're, give you're me putting me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot for CFC. I don't know what this question's going to be. CFC this year. CFC this year. I'll tell. I can tell you. Want me to do mine first? So what where we, does what's CFC? The question? Where does CFC have to finish this year for you to consider it a success on the field for the men's team? Um, are we talking regular season table or playoffs? So I separated the two. Okay. I, I'll tell you mine. Okay. So mine is first or second place so that we need to win our division, but f- mm-hmm. first or second place in the league. So let's say the top team in the league happens to be the whoever, someone in our division and we're second place. Like they got the best record in the league. We got the second best record in the league. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'll take top two. Yeah. In the regular season. In the league or a division? I want the o- overall league. So I want to win our, di- yeah. so I want to win our division or if we come in second, the first place team better be in our division. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And or, let's say we get ravaged by injuries. We finish third in our division and make the playoffs. But then we go on a run and make the finals. The very finals. I'm talking like the championship game. I will accept that. So I want top two in the league in the regular season or top two in the playoffs. I'll take either one as the minimums to success. Obviously, I want to win both. But that is my minimums for calling this success. Anything less than that. We go out and so if we win the if we're first place in the league or second place in the league, but let's call it first place in the league, we run away with the league, but we lose in the first round of the playoffs because the ball doesn't bounce our way. Shit happens. It sucks. Yeah, right. I'll be sad, but I'll consider that a successful year. I will not consider coming in th- third place, making the playoffs and getting bounced in the first round a success. And I will not consider obviously missing the playoffs or whatever else. But however we get either to the championship game or in second first or second place in the entire league. Overall, I'll take those as successful uh, seasons. Yeah. I'm not going to pin playoff success on what I feel like will be successful because, like you just said, the ball may not bounce your day. And soccer is a weird sport, and you can be by far the better team in that game and still lose. Um, I will say I, I definitely want to win our division. Like, that is... Like, we need to win our division. As long as we're in the top two, like, I'll be all right. But we need to we yeah. need to win our division and preferably the league as well. There's still good teams. There's, you know, there's Cal United. There's um, LA Force. Who knows um, what we'll see from, from some of the new teams out there. They could be really good. They might not be that great. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the Bobcats with the way they've they've, you know, changed in the in the offseason. They could be they could be barn burners. Um, but yeah, so you're saying win our division and then nothing else matters. As long as we're top two in the division, I will not, um, be super doomsday about it. Um, and then preferably I'd like to get it to at least the semifinals of the, of the playoffs. But, um, you know, as long, as long as we look good, that's the most important thing. Cause like I said, the best team doesn't always win. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Um, we're used to getting boned by the referees in the playoffs anyways. So, Yeah, and you can, you know, like you said, you can be the better team, and in a, over a long season, that usually mm-hmm. plays out the best team wins the league usually. Almost always does, yeah. In a, in a cup competition, which this is, playoffs are a cup competition. Mm-hmm. Like, the best team doesn't always win. And yeah. so there are two chances for success in mine. It sounds like there's uh, one, you know, you want the, the measurable of the league 
season. And I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think we're mostly on the same page there. Yeah. Um, feedback on how to be a soccer nerd episodes. Thank you for everybody that's given me feedback um, and, and given the pod feedback. Really appreciate it. Glad people are liking it. Um, we would love input on what other things we should cover. Mm-hmm. Um, We've yeah. got ideas. We've got our little dream board. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, you know, you guys might have something different that you want to hear, and we would love to try to provide that for you. Absolutely. Uh, just a secondary reminder, we had talked about it earlier, but Chattahoogan Social Hour is back Woo. last Wednesday of every month. Like, come out. It's Chattanooga Brewing Company last Monday of every, or excuse me, last Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. It's awesome. It's a great time. Yeah, come out. Mm-hmm. Um, tailgates will be back this year. Section 109 is going to be rocking. Like, get your season ticket. It's, yeah. it's going to be general admission. Your seat's not going to matter in 109. So buy your ticket wherever and come rock out. Like, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to get rowdy for the for the men's and the women's teams this year. And, like, the best place to be is going to be 109. So yeah. we didn't name this podcast Section 109 for no reason. <laughs> right? Um yeah, it also, when you're getting your season ticket, get the combo season ticket so you have um, access to every game for the men and the women. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, you're just throwing you're throwing away money if you're missing out on, on going to the women's games. Also, if you don't go to the women's game as well, you're a piece of shit. Tell them. Tell them, Smitty. I'll be, I'll be it. Put your fucking money where your mouth is. Everybody ask for the women's team to come back be there there's no excuses let's set that record we're not, we're not doing double we're not doing double headers anymore at least i don't think we are we better fucking not um there's there's no excuses yeah uh, i could not agree more i could not agree more well smitty is there anything that we've forgotten on the i'm sure there's something we forgot but is there anything on the news docket that we haven't covered that you wanted to cover i don't think so cool uh, i think we've got it also hit us up hit the pod up on social media you can interact with producer jay um and and we would love feedback again on the How to Be a Soccer Nerd episodes and uh, your feedback on episodes in general. You can do that mm-hmm. at the Section 109 podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Smitty, if the people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at a Smitty Nose. And you can find me on the internet. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Peace.